1: Well, I'm David Freeman with, is that really in the Bible? There was a song several years ago, many years ago, by Alabama. And and, uh, I think it's, I'm in a hurry uh, to get things done or something like that. But it goes like this, I'm in a hurry to get things done. I rush and rush until life's no fun. All I ever have to do is live and die. But I'm in a hurry and I don't know why. And I remember telling my mother when that song first came out, I said, Mama, I said, Alabama has written a song about the story of my life. This is how I live my life because I am in a hurry to get things done. And I rush and rush until life's no fun. Now, I'd like to think maybe I'm the only one that does this, but I don't think that's true. And that is living your life in the fast lane. So I want to go through some warning signs here and ask you some questions. Warning sign number one, sudden anger. Do you find yourself suddenly getting angry and lashing out at people around you, such as your family, friends, or work colleagues? The anger may appear very suddenly with no apparent cause. Warning sign number two, feeling overwhelmed. How much time every day do you feel overwhelmed with the little things in life? Do you feel that your usual routine is, are just too much for you and that you want to get away from it all? Warning sign number three, constant worry. Do you find that you're anxious or worried for the majority of the day? Warning sign number four, depression. Are you suffering from depression and lack of motivation where you can't get any pleasure in what you used to enjoy so much? Notice that you used to enjoy this thing so much, but now you can't get any, you know, satisfaction. You find that life just doesn't excite you like it used to warning sign number five exhaustion do you get very tired and then find that you have trouble sleeping because you are worrying about things are you having trouble staying awake in the evening after you get home from work warning sign number six constant colds every single cold or flu bug that comes around you get not only do you get them but you just can't seem to shift them as quickly as you used to you're starting to feel like you're constantly are ill. Warning sign number seven, lack of concentration. Are you finding it harder and harder to concentrate? Your memory, your memory seems to be going and you are frequently starting to do something and then forget what it was you're doing, like trying to find your glasses when they're on your head or whatever. Okay. Mood swings number eight. Your moods change from happy to sad to angry to tears, all at the drop of a hat with no apparent cause. Number nine, letting yourself go. You no longer care as much about your appearance or your environment as you once did. Your paperwork is piling up, your post goes unopened. You even go out without brushing your hair or ironing your clothes. Warning sign number 10, lack of time. You finally remember the days when you had lots of time to do all the things you wanted to do. Nowadays, though it's as if someone has removed 12 hours from the day and you struggle to keep up. Now, all of these are 10 warning signs that you are under way too much stress. How many of these warning signs were you able to identify with? Now, less than 3, okay, you're pretty cool, you're pretty chilled out, less than 3. But more than 5, you need to take time out and reevaluate your entire life and what stress may be doing to you. Now, I can identify with at least eight of these characteristics. Yes, I said eight. You know, stress is so rampant in our 24-7 society, our over-programmed, over-scheduled, plugged-in society, and we just take it for granted, and we take it for granted the effect that it's having upon our health, health health-wise. It's taken a a horrible toll on our health, stress is. Now, the first fast food restaurant was actually A&W restaurant, founded in 1919 in Laudia, California. And then later White Castle uh, in 1921 in Wichita, Kansas. But on the 15th of uh, 1940 in San Bernardino, California, the first McDonald's restaurant was built. Now, the concept of fast food has never made a lot of sense to me. I mean, because you think about it, okay, you're driving down the road, and you think, I don't even have time to eat. I can't even take the time. Something that is so enjoyable, something that we all love to do, and I zip through a drive-through window, they hand out, you know, out this little tiny window a bag of food, and I take back, it's like pit stop eating, you know, grab it out and take take it back off. And we can't even enjoy eating. I mean, that's pathetic when you think about it. It really is. But the whole concept of fast food restaurants is the way we live our life. It it exemplifies the way we are living our lives, and that is life in the fast lane. We are living living our lives in the fast lane, and it's killing us. Now, the definition is this. It means you are moving so fast through life that you're not going to enjoy the ride. Think about that. Why would you not enjoy the ride? Why would you not enjoy life? Because you're living it in the fast lane, and it's killing you. It's killing you when it comes to stress. Have you ever asked the question, where has the last 40 years of my life gone? Now, if you're a teenager, you haven't asked that question. I understand that, but, but still, if you're older, you think, where, what has happened to my life? What happened to my life? Life is like a vapor. And since life is like a vapor, we don't need to speed things up. We need to enjoy the moment. Can you do that? Can you enjoy the moment? Many of us cannot. You know, a lot of people are living their life in the fast lane and they don't even know it. It's like an Amtrak train going 100 miles an hour. And you'd like to say, hey, raise your hand and say, hey, I need to get off this thing. Stop. I want off. But it's impossible for you to do it. Now I want to look at some characteristics of people living their life in a fast lane. First characteristic is this. Everything around you, if you're living your life in a fast lane, everything around you is like in slow motion. It really is. Lack of patience is a a strong characteristic that if you're living your life in a fast lane, lack of patience. You rage at society you know, I don't know how many times, I've had this to happen three times, I'm driving down the road, you know, I can't even listen to talk radio anymore because if I'm listening to talk radio, I'm beating on the steering wheel, I'm preaching, I'm screaming to the top of my lung, I'm preaching, you know, and I've had cars in front of me pull off the road and let me go by. This has happened three times. And I thought, well, what are they doing? I mean, why are they letting me buy them? And I realized they're looking at the idiot in the rearview mirror who is raging at society. Yeah, life in the fast lane. I think a lot of this we can inherit from our parents, life in the fast lane. You know, my mother could never enjoy the moment. You know, We'd go visit someone and we'd sit down, hey, how are you doing? Good to see you, yeah, yeah, good to see you too. And my mother would look at me and I'd look at her and she'd say, are you ready to go? I mean, she's ready to go, and we just got there. We just got there and she's ready to go. Yeah. My father would talk about, you know, you ever seen these people, they're driving down the road and they're gonna make a right turn And they're on like a vw volkswagen or something a little car and they they're gonna turn right but they wheel out like it's a semi truck and they turn like that and they're slow and that killed my father my father would say i don't understand that i can pull off i can make that turn doing 20 miles an hour i don't even have to slow down you know but i think a lot of this this life in the fast lane you can inherit from your parents waiting in line you know you're waiting in line and you ever wonder? You know, it's like you're waiting in line. The menu is right there, and people get up there, and it's like, why am I here? I'm, and they don't know what they're here. They don't know what to order, and it's it's like you need someone. They need to hire in restaurants or whatever, maybe fast food restaurant. You walk in, or whatever you order, to tell them. Look, people, the reason for the menu is so that while you're standing in line for 15 minutes, you can decide what you want. There needs to be somebody there to explain that to them. People, but this stuff drives me crazy. It drives me. People, people that are, it's like you're literally living in two worlds when you're living your life in the fast lane. Uh, and people who are in the slow lane drives you nutty. You're about to go crazy. Really. I'm in a hurry to get things done. I rush and rush until life's no fun. All I ever got to do is live and die. But I'm in a hurry and I don't know why. Why? Why can't you slow down? Why are you in such a hurry? Why? Why is your life no fun? Let's ask that question. Why can't you enjoy the moment? All you got to do is live and die, but you're in a hurry, and you don't know why. Now I want to look at a man who lived his life in a fast lane. Ecclesiastes 2 and verse four says, "I made me great works, I built me houses, I planted me vineyards, I made me gardens and orchards, and I planted trees in them and all kinds of fruits." I made me pools of water to water therewith the wood that brings forth the trees. I got me servants and maidens and had servants born in my house. Also, I had great possessions of great and small cattle above all that were in Jerusalem. I gathered me also silver and gold and peculiar treasures of kings and province. I got me men singers and women singers and the delights of the sons of men as musical instruments. So I was great and increased more than all that were before me in Jerusalem. Also, my wisdom remained with me. And whatever whatsoever my eyes desired, I kept not from them. I withheld not my heart from any joy, for my heart rejoiced in all my labor, and this was my portion in life. Then I looked, verse 11, On all the works that my hand had wrought and on the labor that I had labored to do and behold all was vanity and vexation of spirit and there was no profit under the sun. Skipping on down to verse 17. Therefore here's the conclusion. I hated life because the works that is wrought under the sun is grievous unto me for all is vanity and vexation of spirit. What is the end result of living your life in the fast lane? It is You come to a point where you hate life. Yeah, that was the end result for this man. He hated life. Living in the fast lane. Another characteristic is that everything is a sense of urgency. If you're living your life in the fast lane, everything is a sense of urgency. They say this goes with a type A personality. That everything is a sense of urgency. And it leads to life in the fast lane. Another characteristic is nothing is ever good enough. Nothing is ever good enough. You know, I was watching a, a documentary about Michael Jackson, and he said no matter what he did, the moonwalk, he would review it and say it's not good enough. He would find a mistake that he made. You know, and I'm thinking, man, I thought the guy could dance. I, I love the moonwalk. I wish I could do that. But, but you know, but, but he, would, he would criticize everything. Nothing was ever good enough. So you keep doing and redoing and over and over and you're not content and you're not satisfied. Another characteristic, living your life in a fast lane, the desire to do and try everything. You know, you look at there's something I haven't done. Oh, there it is. There's something new I haven't tried. Oh, I think I need to do that. I need to try that. Truth of the matter is, you see, you will have eternity to do and try all the things you want to do and try. Okay, We do not have Eternity right now. You ever thought about why? You know, well, why don't we have eternity right now? Well, God wants us to decide what's really important right now, and that means saying no to some of the things that you want to do and try. Okay, to find out what's re- it means prioritizing your life. It means choosing what will make a real impact on others and what will not make an impact on others. There's a lot of things we do that doesn't matter. It doesn't make an impact on anybody. We just enjoy it, you know. Another characteristic is living your life in a fast lane is multitasking. Oh, yeah. You got five projects going on at one time. You get bored with one, and so you start five, you see. Let me tell you a definition of multitasking. It means you're you're very good at doing a lot of things poorly. Yeah. And you never finish a lot of things. That's what multitasking, you're very good. You're, you're good at doing a lot of things poorly. All right. Another characteristic, living your life in a fast lane. The desire to fix everything is life in the fast lane also. Now, I like to fix things. I like it when things break. And I like figuring out how to fix things and doing the labor. But everything cannot be fixed. Not in this society. Ecclesiastes 1 verse 15 says, That which is crooked cannot be made straight. And that which is wanting cannot be even numbered. We cannot fix the sin-sick world. You know, it's like that guy said, I can't, I can't, uh, Phil Robertson. He said, look, it's your world. I'm just trying to live in it. You know, you look at all the sinful behavior of people and the actions and everything that, that people are doing. Look, it's your world. I'm just trying to live in it. Everything cannot be fixed. We cannot fix the sin-sick world. You have an opinion, but even that only goes so far. I mean, you watch the news. You hurt when you watch the news. And the reason you hurt is because you know you can't fix it. To everything, there is a season. There's a time to heal, season to heal, and there's a time to fix things. And, you know, the time to fix things is when Christ returns and establishes his, his government on this earth. That will be the time when everything can be fixed. Another characteristic, living your life in the fast lane is the pursuit of accumulating knowledge can be life in the fast lane. Ecclesiastes 1 verse 18, For in much wisdom is much grief, and he that increases knowledge increases sorrow. Yeah, the more you know, the sadder you get. The more you find out about society and and the stench and the rot of politics, of, of 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 a lot of things, the more you learn, the more miserable you become. Yeah, life was better when you had a simplistic mind. I can guarantee you that. When you're a little child, you just didn't know that much. You thought it was a wonderful world. You know the Louis Armstrong song, "The Wonderful World." Well, when you're a baby and you're 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 12 years old, or maybe maybe younger than that, maybe eight years old, you can think it's a wonderful world. But as you grow older, you find out. It's not so wonderful. You know, my fast lane experience was that everything was a calling from God. You know, and I'm telling you, everything is not a calling from God. But for me, it was, but everything is not a calling from God. You need to test those things. You need to ask, does God really want me to do this? But you can run yourself ragged thinking everything is a calling from God. Now, Don't misunderstand me. To be driven is not a bad thing. To be driven for success, to be driven to accomplish, to be driven to make money is not a bad thing. But when you're driven and unhappy, that should send a red light off in your head. Look, I'm driven, but I'm miserable. All right. The worst thing that can happen living your life in a fast lane is this. Missing the leadership of the Holy Spirit. When we miss the leadership, when we, listen, when we miss that touch on the shoulder, God touches you and says, hey, wait a minute, listen, stop. Stop for a moment. Stop. We miss the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, verse 1. There's therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And you see... There's two ways you can can walk. You can walk after the Spirit or you can walk after the flesh. You know, to be driven by the flesh, to pursue this life in the fast lane, that's basically what it means to be driven by the flesh. You're in this mad rush to live life in the fast lane. You know, I had an occasion where I was at Sheets getting fuel and I looked across the, the driveway there and there was a guy that used to work with us. And something told me, he said, why don't you speak to him? Why don't you say, hey, you know, and I was in a hurry, I was in a hurry to get things done. I had, had appointments to meet, I had to be on the job site. And you know, I didn't listen to the Spirit of God. And I turned, I got in my truck, and I went away. And I, later my heart convicted me and I thought, you know, it would have meant a lot to that guy because the guy, you know, poor self-image, he had gained a lot of weight, and it, it would have meant a lot to him if I had just hollered out, hey, Andy. How you doing? And walked over to him and shook his hand. You know, what I'm talking about is no time to follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit. You're not listening. And I truly believe it's possible for us to come to a point where God would say, look, no use trying to tap him on the shoulder. He won't listen. I've tried it before, but he's not listening. What's the use in trying to get his attention? You see, we miss the leadership of the Holy Spirit when we're living our lives in a fast lane. So how do we get out of the fast lane? Number one, live by Jesus' example. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm telling you, if you're living your life in a fast lane, you disagree with that statement. You say, oh no, Jesus, no, no, your yoke is heavy. It's weighing me down. The reason is because you're living your life in a fast lane. That's the reason you think Jesus' yoke is hard. You're living your life in a fast lane. You know, it's interesting. In Jesus' ministry, you never see Jesus running. He's like, oh, oh hold on. I got an appointment. Hold on. Uh, shut up. You know, Don't say anymore. more. I got I to be over here. You, know, you never see Jesus running to the next appointment. Never. Psalms 4 and verse 4 says, Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. Yeah. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. And there's another verse in in Mark 4 and verse 39. It says, And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. You know, I love the story. Peace, be still. You know, if Jesus can just say by the word, you know, peace, be still. Can he calm your spirit? I think he can. All you got to do is just ask. You know, ask, God, get me out of the fast lane, calm my spirit, peace, be still. Second thing, you know, first is live by Jesus' example. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. Second thing is, make sure this is not a spiritual assault, your life in the fast lane. Someone said this, even before we are totally awake, Satan is bidding to deceive us. He wants us to be faithless, hopeless, negative, and in a bad attitude. And I'm telling you, the bone that Satan throws us every morning, you know, just like a dog, you know, here, here's the bone. That bone is life in a fast lane. Before you, know, before you even get out of bed, you're up and boom, you're out of there. You got your coffee and you're life in a fast lane. That's the bone that Satan throws us every, every morning. So identify if your battle is a spiritual battle. You can pray about it. You can ask God to rebuke those evil spirits, you know. Yeah. Third, the Sabbath. How to get out of the fast lane. The Sabbath is an antidote for life in the fast lane. It really is. And the Sabbath should be a day of no responsibility. You know, I had high blood pressure, and I I was running myself ragged. The Sabbath was just another day of work because of the ministry. I said, I'm going to take a Sabbath, and I'm going to have a day of no responsibility. And I did. And I just enjoyed the day and didn't do do anything. No responsibility. Do you know what that's like to have a day of no responsibility where you totally unplug yourself from the rest of the world? It's a wonderful experience. And all during that day, my blood pressure was normal. I just took a day, no responsibility. You know, if you're in the ministry, understand this. You can work yourself to death if if you're in the ministry. And you're allowed to work on the Sabbath. But the priests had rotations about the Sabbath. You know, they had, they had sabbaticals that they took. They didn't just serve and serve and serve in a temple until they ran themselves ragged. No, they rotated. So keep that in mind. Uh, the Sabbath should reset our spiritual compass. It really should. And I, I'm beginning to see the Sabbath is about physical health. It really, it's about physical health. You know, they get the donkeys that take you down into Grand Canyon they give them a rest. they figured out if they give them a rest every seventh day that they did better. You know, before they were bucking and kicking and whoop, there is another person off the rim of the canyon, Whoo! not just kidding. But you know, they gave them a rest and they and they behaved much better. Yeah, you know, the Sabbath is about your physical, spiritual, and mental health. It really is. It really is. And you can't substitute a 1-hour corporate worship service on Sunday for the Sabbath. That's that's not cutting the mustard right there. That will not work. Fourth thing about cutting loose from the fast lane, the ability to live each day in the now. The ability, you know, someone said life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain. You see, life in the fast lane is really about the false thinking that just beyond the storm, I will find my rainbow. No, that's not how it works. You've got to learn how to dance in the rain and to enjoy the moment. You know, when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, they could only take a few things with them. Can you imagine what our modern-day exodus would look like if God called us out of Egypt? And God does call us out of Egypt. Egypt is a type of sin. We would have a caravan of U-Haul trailers behind us taking all our junk, all of our responsibilities, you know. You know and if you're living your life in a fast lane you don't even realize you need to leave Egypt you know you need to come out of her and my people excuse me you need to come out of sin one of the reasons we don't come out of it is because we're living we're too busy to even think about it definition living your life in a fast lane it means you're moving so fast through life that you're not going to enjoy the ride jesus said i have come that they might have life And they might have it more abundantly. Life in the fast lane is not abundant living. We should know that by now. For God so loved the world. What does God love about the world? He loves people. He loves people. That's what God loves. You know, and the least I can do, the least we can do, is to slow down. Stop this madness of life in the fast lane. Take it easy. Don't let the sound of your own wheels drive you crazy. Learn to love people the way they deserve to be loved. And that means slowing down, listening to the leadership of the Holy Spirit, being quiet enough to listen to it. Don't chase the bone every morning of life in the fast lane. Learn to love people the way they deserve to be loved. I'm David Freeman with... Is that really in the Bible?
0: If you would like a free DVD recording of this program that you can share with friends and loved ones, write to Church of God, Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. That's Church of God, Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151 and be sure to mention the title of this program